0: This is the nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: It is the nightcap here on VCN. And we are happy right now. Never in doubt. (laughs) Third third and goal. And Teddy Bridgewater rolls out. It was, by the way, for those who went to break with us, it was indeed short. They moved it back. It was fourth down. They decided the Broncos to do Sean's favorite play of all time. A quarterback sneak. They get it. And then rolling out, they get it to Javante Williams. Have yourself a day, Javante, catching the ball. That is now six receptions for Javante Williams. I believe, I'll go back and double-check, I believe our guy, Brad Evans, was all about that. But he gets into the end zone 10 yards out, and Sean's prediction, (laughs) which he didn't say on air, but I am here to vouch for him on this, Sean's prediction of the Broncos having the ball down 17-14 to 14 with three minutes to go. It's got life. Yeah. It's got life. It's got life. 5-17 to go out in Cleveland. It is a three-point game right now. Sean's got the money line mm-hmm. and the under. I have the Broncos in not one but two different teaser legs, so I have them at seven and a half and eight in two different legs. So that is where I stand right now. And now it's up to the Denver defense to make a stop here on Cleveland, a team without its starting running backs, without its starting quarterback, uh, and they've looked capable. And your guy De'arnest Johnson could uh, could really be trouble for us here, as he's already got 94 yards and a touchdown in this game. He's had a great game. <laughs> I need I need to get De'arnest Johnson's number and to let him know that. That Coach King, <laughs> Coach King, with five minutes to go, didn't want
4: him to listen, listen, salt listen. this game there away. There are a myriad of factors that push me in the Broncos' direction. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean... I mean, you could have this. How about that? Uh, no, because then it would go over. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of ways that Dearness Johnson could have a big drive here and... Uh,
4: Case can throw, I, Case can throw here's a pick. What, yeah, here's, here's, what I, here's what I hope happens. <laughs> I hope Dearness <laughs> gets a couple first downs, running the ball, and then Case throws a pick six. Can that, we get that? There you go. Okay, cool. That's,
3: right. that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Um, you know, real quickly, while this game's in break, uh, just a quick check on what is happening out in Los Angeles. The Dodgers... A lot to a little. ...staving off elimination as Chris Taylor, not one, not two but 3 home runs in this game he has 6 RBI Sean hmm. remember this is the same guy who went yard walked it off like the against cardinals. the cardinals in the wild card game chris taylor apparently is the elimination game king because i believe the number is now i got to double check i think it's 10 career RBI in elimination games. Wow. That's I mean, impressive. I he is ridiculous. And uh, three home runs tonight. He's four for four. And the bottom of the lineup for the Dodgers has really uh, been the difference. Uh, Albert Pujols, he's stepping in for uh, Justin Turner. As they put Chris Taylor at third. A.J. Pollock has a home run. He was batting uh, fifth tonight. Pujols is two for three. Taylor with the three home runs. Cody Bellinger, three for four. And... Look, the Dodgers would obviously be would rather be in a different situation, but they are now at the bottom of, or top of the eighth, leading by five, Sean, and they've got Max Scherzer going on full rest on Saturday, and then Walker Bueller, if they get there, on full rest on Sunday. It's only 7-2. This isn't over.
4: That <laughs> day. Hey, sure. Didn't the Dodgers come back and win one like this the other night? They did. That'd be nice as uh,
3: would also be nice for the Broncos to tackle. Five minutes to go, 17-14. to 14. Teaser legs are alive, but I'm pulling for my guy here, too. We want the money line to come home. We're, we're greedy here. We want everything to come home. Why not? Yeah, we're
4: absolutely. pulling for our pockets.
3: Absolutely. absolutely. Cortland Sutton, fortunately, uh, that has cashed. Hopefully we get a couple nice. more catches. That would be nice to uh, just a little cushion. Let's see uh, it, at five? Five catches for 70. Hold on. Seventy something yards. I had, the, I had the box score up and now it's gone. Um
4: Braves just got a base hit too. There you go. This is the inning that will go down in history. As when the Braves snatched the soul from the Los Angeles Dodgers.
3: Sutton has five catches for oh, there's Dearness Johnson. Oh boy. Oh boy. And your guy is having himself a day.
4: Over a hundred yards. What is now. Denver doing? Or Dearness defense? Johnson and like, Jeez, like they have no edge right here. Like watch, watch the, the to seventy-one side. Like who's the contain guy? Who's setting the edge over here? What is Denver doing?
3: Oof. I mean, that's like a Isn't jab. that Von Miller's spot? Oh my goodness. Von Miller out for the game. That
4: is terrible, 59. I mean, awful.
3: Jedrick, is that Jedrick Wills? Jedrick that's, Wills is. Just... Jeez. Dearness Johnson now at 100.
4: Now I'm happy for Dearness. 100, 114 yards tonight, Sean. Yeah, hey man, my guy totes. It's called totage. We've been doing this. I've seen this in person up close multiple times.
3: Portland Sutton right now. Uh, I mentioned five for 68 to Ernest Johnson. I mean, at, at this point, if you're the Browns, you don't give it to anyone but number 30 because he is the reason. And you're burning clock. That's right. Just give it to Dearness Johnson. There it is. First Brown with 100 plus yards in his first start since 1987.
4: Proud of my guy, man. That's pretty cool. He's one of the best people you could ever coach to. You know how you're here? You know, you have a room full of guys, and some of them you really love. Some of them you kind of like. And there's a few you really want to just leave. <laughs> you know, tell them to go somewhere else. So, yeah, he's one of those guys you really love. Man, awesome, awesome, awesome dude. Couldn't happen to a better person. You know, I'm so proud, so happy of him. The Ernest Johnson, first. Cleveland Brown running back, since I think they said, what was it, Nineteen eighty seven that surpassed a hundred yards rushing in his starting debut. Not too shabby. I tried to get a particular organization, they had an injury at running back, to trade for De'arnest earlier in the year, but you well, know, they have their own evaluation departments. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be leaving this show to work uh in, in scouting soon. No, I'm not. Oh boy. Browns are just Slowly matriculating the ball down the field. Broncos need some sort of stop here. Another, just a quick, uh, quick in to Jarvis Landry. Another first down, moving those
4: sticks. And again, Case Keenum can't say enough about his composure, his composure, his ball location tonight, and Jarvis Landry's limping. That's no good.
3: So, Case Keenum, if you're wondering, now 20 of 3,292 yards. Still under his his player prop, as you see right there on Beeson.com. No picks, uh, and that actually was plus money to the under on interceptions. No picks to this point. Uh, they give it back to your guy, and he's going to bounce out. i not go out of
4: bounce. Good run. Three-and-a-half, four-yard game.
3: Broncos only have two timeouts, so we'll see when they decide to use them, if they'll try to use them before the two-minute warning, see if they can force a... Uh, Force a field goal. Just looking at the replay of the Jarvis Landry, didn't look anything completely uh, horrendous, but still uh, not what you. Looks painful. Yeah, not what you hope for. Uh, UNLV San Jose State underway. Underway,
4: packed stadium at Allegiant.
3: Maybe not. But. Game closed at six here at uh, at Circa and South Point. Five and a half at DraftKings in favor of the visiting team, the San Jose. State
4: Spartans. We I got gotta get a baseball cap in in the studio because, like, I would turn it backwards right now. My rally cap. The Braves. <laughs> we gotta come back. The game's not over.
3: I'm I'm more focused on on this Browns. Uh, but the Braves situation. are back. They, they you, that's true. Yeah, so
4: they have a guy need, on base. We need to stop here.
3: Yeah. This I mean, is a big. So I'm conflicted because I got those teaser legs. that want you to win, but I also have the Browns to win the division, and the Ravens are let's just say, playing pretty good football right now. So it's not not a great spot to be in if you've got a uh, Browns to win the division ticket. Well, um,
4: so this is a big, big play here because Denver has just used that time another timeout. So mm-hmm. if they can get a negative yardage play or a play that does not gain a lot of yards, what a run by Dearness can Johnson. You, what a Your run. guy is going to run. Your guy single-handedly. What is, a run. Way to ice it. I see you, Dearn. That's uh, game time. That is. That's a, a big-time run.
3: Dearness Johnson just went through a hole, broke a couple arm tackles, just just kept his legs churning there and gets the first down. That's a hell of a
4: run. Now, remember what the conversation we had when it was eight minutes left? Mm-hmm. And I said their pace of play, their sense of urgency wasn't fast enough. Here's where that catches up with you. You should have another, an extra minute, 20-minute, 30 on this clock that you just wasted huddling up, uh, being methodical, you know. But hey, what do I know?
3: Uh, folks, the NBA season might have tipped off, but there is still time to grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, that includes JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and Player Awards. The digital guide is a must-have. So give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only nine ninety-nine. Head to vison.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on Vison Twenty seconds rolling down to the two minute warning. Another run for Dearness Johnson. Now So let's do some math. It's no touchdown.
4: So they're going to have to kick a field goal with Thirty some seconds left. Is yeah. that sound about right?
3: Yeah, because they're gonna run this play. Yep. It'll be minute fifteen. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Ticket's dead. Ticket's dead. Teasers alive, baby. Teasers alive. Tease it up. Tease it up through seven and a half. Whew. It is the nightcap here on Veasan, seventeen to fourteen. We'll keep you updated on this one when we come back right here on Veasan.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's
4: going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on Love top of it, like that, see that.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game.
4: I remember you came in my room crying, tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. At the he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
2: what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. Yeah.
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November fifth through the seventh. Veasan will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates on all of the action. <laughs> <laughs> Visit slash sbnc for more information and learn more how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's Veasan.com/slash. S B N C. I know, Sean, that yeah. you may have lost a bet, but oh, man, about it. happily, how I just... happy are you? De'Ernest Johnson just ended the game. He ran it down the Broncos' throat, and De'Ernest Johnson in his first career That's right, NFL man. start. That's right. 22 carries, 146 yards, a touchdown, two catches, 22 yards. Game is over in Cleveland, 17-14 the final. Cleveland gets the cover. The under hits. Teaser leg's still alive, thankfully. But, man, the story is, in a game where they don't have their starting quarterback, they don't have their two starting running backs. Facts. Case Keenum. Plays well enough, 21-33, no turnovers, one touchdown pass. And the man that sat in the coach's room with my partner is absolutely balled out tonight.
4: Super proud of my guy. Woo! You know, we started every meeting with ball security equals job security for you and me. And for him to go through the night not turn the ball over, put the ball on the ground first and foremost, that's where I think great running back play starts. You know, then it's all about making people miss. Like, when you develop and design a run scheme, all you're trying to do is block the immediate threats and get your ball carrier in a position where he gets one-on-one with the unblocked defender. And you're trying to scheme it so that unblocked guy is a secondary player. And then it's up to the talent of the runner to make that guy miss. And all night you saw great cuts. You saw great reads on the blocks. You saw him. I don't think there was a tackle all night where he didn't get Positive yardage after contact, and that's what he's extremely good and great at. And man, just to see him go out there and play great, it, it makes me feel good. And uh, after the show, I definitely give him a buzz. And man, I can see the smile from here. Happy for my guy.
3: 146 yards for Dearness Johnson. He scores the game's first touchdown. That was plus 700. If you cash that, obviously any prop bet that you played on Dearness Johnson, it, it goes over. You should uh, get double. If you, uh, you should. Yeah, you should get double. You should go and say, "Hey, come on, give me, give me double that cash." Um, But, you know, this is a guy that went undrafted, played in the AAF, uh, that Alliance of American Football League, he played for the Orlando Apollos, mm-hmm. and here he is, man, uh, got picked up by the Browns after that league uh, ceased its operations, was on the active roster, uh, you know, last year had a, a big game against the Dallas Cowboys, but gets... The start tonight with Chubb and Hunt out and just goes absolutely bonkers. 146 yards, a touchdown, 22 <clears throat> carries. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool story that he just kept on keeping and it, with it.
4: And it wasn't like based on one long run or no, you know, it wasn't based on just huge holes being opened all night. I mean, he consistently made guys miss, you know, and that's a trait not a lot of guys have. And uh... Happy for my guy. I really am happy for my guy. It's almost like, you know, that's my blood out there. Because we put so much time in, you know, into making sure that, you know, a guy that you're coaching, you know, gets everything that he needs, you know, to develop his talent, you know, then take it as far as it can take him. And uh, when you see it manifest itself, as you said, he didn't, you know, he wasn't given anything. He Mm -hmm. had to earn everything he's gotten. And, you know, This conversation came up between me and you. We're talking about the Saints Mm -hmm. and Michael Thomas being out. And I said there are two positions, running back and receiver there. A lot of times, if you have a good uh, personnel department and your coach is good at developing talent, there are guys in the wings that are really good. They're just waiting on opportunities. And this is one of those. Then think of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt don't get hurt. No one in the world knows how much talent And how capable Dearness Johnson is. And what's fortunate for him and for his family moving forward, it happened on an island game. Right? When everyone was watching Mm -hmm. in a competitive game that people were going to watch until the end because of score. You know, so uh, good for him, man. I'm happy for him. Great kid, man. The sky's the limit.
3: Look at at social media right now, it is all about Dearness Johnson uh going over his uh his yardage prop. Uh shout out to our guy Brad Evans, uh seven and four night tonight. Mm-hmm. Now he did doubt your guy. He doubted Dearness. He but went I, under.
4: I, I, he qualified it with what Denver's run defense had been coming into this game. Right. And the fact that Dearness did it against that type of unit makes it even more impressive.
3: Well and there was thoughts that Felton you know might get a couple more carries. It might be a maybe a, a share of that situation, but it wasn't to be, Uh, but yes, uh, always like to give shout outs to our guy, Brad Evans, who uh, has been crushing it so far. He went, you know, Cortland Sutton over on both of those. I was on that too, and then got the reassurance. That was always nice. That's like the Kenny White reassurance. You're like, all right, Brad's on that. Uh, I thought the best one he called was Javante Williams over two and a half receptions plus money on that. And that comes home, he had six receptions in this game, did Javante Williams. I thought that was a, a great call by Brad, our guy who joins us every Wednesday. He goes 7-4 and four tonight, so making you some cash uh, in that regard. But 17-14, to 14, the final score. Final line closes at 2 in favor of the Cleveland Browns. You could have, if you were aggressive and you had seen this happening earlier in the week, you could have gotten things north of 3, but... Pretty much all week, once that news started to percolate that Baker Mayfield would be sidelined, this thing was around two, two and a half. Uh, so Cleveland does cover that. Uh, if you did, you know, get in a teaser leg like I did, was fortunate enough that somehow comes home. That Javante Williams touchdown was nice there. Yeah. Uh, the under comes home with pretty much relative ease.
4: Yeah. And I was scared. Of, I was afraid of betting it alone mm-hmm. because under? it had opened at forty-two. and and I think it closed here at 40. So I I didn't want to get a bad number, but uh, I I want to ask you a question because we had a very extensive conversation the last two days about my opinion of Case Keenan Mm -hmm. versus Baker Mayfield. So based on what I thought coming into this game, what did you see from Case tonight? And it's only one game. It's a small sample size, but what's your opinion moving forward of how the Browns look, with Baker as opposed to with Case?
3: Well, they were playing the Broncos, and, you know, Broncos defensively are are strong, but offensively have their limitations. So I think when you have Case Keener, I think you know what you're getting. And he's not going to lose you a lot of games, but how many games is he going to win you, right? He didn't have a mistake tonight, which is good. And he fumbled right at the goal line on a scramble, made a play mm-hmm. on fourth down. Uh, the ball came out late. It was ruled a fumble, mm-hmm. I believe. So... That's uh, a bit... No, they ruled him down. Oh, they ruled him down. Yeah. But still, I...
4: Because the fumble was recovered in the end. I need to see it more,
3: but for tonight, you got exactly what you were hoping for if you're Kevin Stefanski and the Browns, right? No mistakes, pretty efficient, 21-33. of Um, I still, right now, if you made me pick, I would still lean towards Baker Mayfield, but... You know Baker Mayfield. Just a reminder: there was a, a new report today that, in addition to the torn labrum, he has a fractured humerus bone, uh, and he won't be able to play until that is healed. So he's going to be out a couple weeks here, Sean. Uh, so I think you're going to get more from Case Keenum. I've seen the bad Case Keenum, and that's what's worrisome. If you can get the Minnesota Case Keenum, which Kevin Stefanski knows, mm-hmm. then you're in decent shape, and you've got some you've got some questions to answer. Uh, if you're Cleveland. What what did you make of his performance tonight?
4: Exactly what I thought. Consummate professional, guy that would not get rattled. You know, I think the thing that he does much better and more consistently than Baker is he maintains more of an even keel emotionally. He He handles pressure when it becomes chaotic, I think, better than Baker does. Now, the one issue, he's not as athletic as Baker. Baker will move around, make some plays. I think arm talent-wise, they're very similar. Oh, and I'm just saying all that to say this, Cleveland's got a huge, I mean capital H U G G G G E E E decision to make on Baker here coming up shortly. Yep. Because when it comes to paying starting quarterbacks, the market is the market. He's not getting You it. don't even worry about what the number is, it's just the market. And right now, going rate for a starting quarterback that's coming up for contract that you're trying to keep million. is $40 million. And I just don't see that in Baker, but... Hey, hopefully he gets it. I'm all for these guys. Get that bag if you can. But I think tonight emphatically stamped the point that I made that Baker's not elite. I'm going to read you a tweet. Uh Uh-oh. You know Twitter's not a real place.
3: Dearness Johnson on one tonight. Love to see it. Hashtag Browns. That would be at King James on Twitter.
4: Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> LeBron
3: James tweeting about a That's guy awesome. that you
4: were coaching, That's awesome. what,
3: four years ago? Sitting in your room yeah, down man. in South Florida? That's pretty cool. 146 yards for Dearness Johnson. Browns win 17-14. Get the cover. The under hits as well. This is the Nightcap on Visa.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: First bet wants to get you ready for the Breeders' Cup with a chance to win $1,000 in free bets. Go to VEASAN.com backslash horses to enter for your chance to win. The grand prize winner will have $1,000 deposited into their account before Friday, November 5th, just in time for the Breeders' Cup. There are plenty of runner-up prizes as well, so sign up today at VEASAN.com backslash horses. Terms and conditions apply. Go to VEASAN.com backslash horses for more information. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King, former USF coach, that's your intro tonight. Nice. After Dearness Johnson doing what he did uh, 146 yards as the Browns get the victory without Kareem Hunt, without Baker Mayfield, without Nick Chubb. Yeah. And they get it done 17 to 14 in the NFL. Just win, baby. They're now 5 and 2. Now, this is a huge win for Cleveland. They've got to try to keep pace. With the Baltimore Ravens, who, after starting 0-1 with that loss to the Raiders, have now won five in a row, Sean and Baltimore. They've got a big game this weekend. Lay in six at home, some spots six and a half against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they've been dealing with their fair share of injuries as well. No one's gonna cry for you in the NFL Facts. when you've got injuries. Uh and you know, Kevin Stefanski and this coaching staff believed in Dearness Johnson that he'd be the guy, and boy did he uh boy did he impress Sean. So, you know, your overall takeaway, we'll turn our attention to uh, some other spots in the league, but 17-14 win, Case Keenum 21 of 33. The defense steps up. uh, They make some stops. They held, you know, Denver to 97 yards of offense in the first half. So when you look at Cleveland, what what is the the biggest thing that you take away from this three-point win?
4: That when they can run the football, they're extremely, extremely elite. Everything that they do, defense, passing game, special teams, is based off the success and failure they have in attempting to run the football. Last week against Arizona, they could not run it, couldn't pick up any kind of yardage. Both offensive tackles were out for that game, and it kind of spilled over into everything else they were trying to do. But when they've been able to line up and run the football, they are really, really good. So, To me, that's where their focus has to be moving forward. doesn't matter if it's Case Keenum or Baker Mayfield. doesn't matter if you have Jarvis and Odell or you don't. They have to focus, almost become like the Tennessee Titans. Because they're a better version of the Titans if they can run the ball that effectively. I know they don't have Derrick Henry and that particular entity, but with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and now Dearness Johnson, there's a three-headed monster where, where you can have a lot of success. And, that's going to be their formula moving forward, and so we'll see how it goes.
3: Seventeen to fourteen, the final score. I misspoke. I said five and two. The Browns are four and three, uh, losing last weekend in that shootout uh, to the Chargers. Uh, excuse me, they lost last weekend to the Cardinals. When you look at the schedule so far this year, um, they open up the season on the road at Kansas City. They should have won that game. They fall apart. They lose. Um, you know, right now you're looking at they have. Yet to play a game within the division next week, they play the Steelers. They'll be rested. They'll get the Steelers at home. Then they get the Bengals after that. At four and three, you're still, you know, if Baltimore loses Cincinnati, you're just, uh, you're just a game back of the Ravens for first place in the division. Cincinnati would then jump to five and two as well, Sean. But is this Browns team in your eyes? Capable of making a run to the playoffs. The, the remaining schedule: Steelers, Bengals, Patriots. Then you get a game against the Lions. Then it's at the Ravens, a Sunday nighter. I believe that is. I believe that's Thanksgiving weekend. Then a bye week in a bizarre scheduling situation. Then they play the Ravens again. <clears throat> Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals well, to close out. I the think season.
4: the thing about the Browns, we just don't know yet. They don't have a win over anyone that's over five hundred. Mm-hmm. So. Right now, they look like a edge, perimeter, playoff contender. You know, a team that looks like on the right day, they could maybe win a playoff game, but on their shoot-your-normal day, they're probably a slightly notch below the teams that are going to be in the playoffs now. Once they get back healthy, that could change. We'll find out the significance of baker mayfield's injury we'll see does the, the information we found that he fractured a fractured his uh humorous bone.
3: Humerus bone in addition to the torn labrum
4: is that the one that makes you laugh is that the humorous bone
3: I don't, I don't think it's making him laugh right,
4: right now but i was actually <laughs> not even being funny <laughs> but it ended up being funny <laughs> we'll find out how, how long he's out You know, Jarvis Landry limped off the field with an injury. Odell Beckham Jr. looked like he re-aggravated a shoulder injury. So, like a lot of teams, they're battling health issues. We'll find out as we move forward. But right now, I think they're somewhere in the middle of the pack.
2: Yeah,
3: I think at the end of the day, they'll be vying for a playoff spot. I mean, it's hard to say that they're going to win the division considering how well Baltimore and Lamar Jackson are playing right now. And when it comes down to it in the NFL, having an elite quarterback is... To your uh,
4: point... Granted, they're a game up right. on everyone else because they played already. They'd be a, the, the last berth into the playoffs in the AFC.
3: And as we discussed earlier in the week, Sean, the NFC from one through five is better six and zero oh and five and one teams. Yeah. The AFC is is pretty open, um, you know. So the Browns,
4: more than likely, the third place team. In the AFC right now, we have three losses. Yeah, yeah. After after this weekend's game. So.
3: Well, and and you look at if that offensive line can get healthy. I go back to a conversation we had with Ken Wyman from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore prior to the start of the season, which kind of put me over the top. I'd already been thinking of it, and then the discussion we had with him was. You know, Everywhere you look, they're better. Outside of quarterback, it was. They're better at wide receiver. They're mm-hmm. better on the offensive line. They've got an elite edge rusher, Miles Garrett, who might go on to win Defensive rookie, uh, Player of the Year. I mean, they're just better in a lot of different spots. But Jarvis Landry's been hurt. He's back now. Uh, he he went off the field, as you mentioned, banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odell came back today, which is always good to see. Um, your guy, Dearness Johnson, showing that there's not really that big of a drop-off uh, if this team can continue to run, I really am a big fan of Kevin Stefanski as their head coach. So I think the Browns absolutely are a playoff team. Can they catch the Ravens? Haven't played them yet, mm-hmm. and they could, in theory, if the Ravens lose this weekend, which is in the route of the realm of possibility, losing to Cincinnati, there'd be only a game back. So this was a very important win, stating the obvious. Uh, they got it done with uh, with a with a lot of players who haven't been in this role before. Yeah.
4: We'll see. We'll see. I think they're average right now. Yeah. But we'll find out.
3: But I do think, I think overall, I would say the sixth and seventh spot, the last, the three wild-card spots, Sean, that are going to come out of the AFC, I would say are pretty average, right? The best teams in the in the conference right now in the AFC are Buffalo, mm-hmm. Baltimore, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, or no. Kansas City, but their defense is an issue. Cleveland does, uh, Kansas City has a tiebreaker.
4: I'd say this. I don't know if there's an elite team in the AFC. I don't think there is. And I if there, there would be one at Buffalo. But, uh, uh, and then after what happened to them against Tennessee, what you can argue, if you bring the weather into play in the Kansas City game, this is the first elite opponent that played elite. Because the Titans played a really, really good game yeah. of football. So And then Buffalo couldn't withstand it. So, you know, they have feasted in a lot of ways on a very favorable Schedule thus far, you know. So we'll see. I, I don't consider them like when I'm thinking of the top three teams in football right now. None of them are in the AFC.
3: But that's what that's what's leading to me to say that Cleveland, a playoff team last year, the talent that they have on that roster, and it hurt you know the three losses that they have, they don't have a loss where you're shaking your head, right? They lose to the Chiefs, a game they should have won, but it's a loss regardless. They lose to the Chargers, they lose to the Cardinals. They were a dog in all of those games. So I think this team, you know, next weekend's huge, back at home. Get a little extra rest. You're playing playing Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's, you know, strong defensively. They've got their issues uh, at... uh, at the quarterback position, certainly. So we'll see. But a nice win for Cleveland. They get it done 17-14, to 14, the final score. Uh, just kind of grading out if anyone had the, the player props, which we know uh, are ones to uh, to keep an eye on, especially in island games. You went uh, over on Cortland Sutton yards and rece- uh, receptions uh, under, I believe, on all of the props quarterback-wise yardage for Bridgewater, for Keenum. Dearness Johnson, anything you played on him, you're good. Uh, first touchdown of the game, winner. Over rushing yards, winner. Over rushing and receiving yards, winner. Uh, 22 carries, a buck 46. Any rushing props that you played for the Broncos, they did not get there. Javante Williams had 20 yards. Melvin Gordon had 18. Javante Williams did have six receptions though, so uh, that was able to make up for it. He went six receptions for 32 yards. Jarvis Landry had five catches. He goes over his prop there, but not on the yardage. 17-14. to 14, Browns get the cover, get the win. Under comes home. That's Sean King, a happy guy. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on V.C.
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Indeed helps you find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. South Point Sports Director Chris Andrews will join us top of the hour. Always love getting him on on Thursdays as he writes it up. Check it out, vsun.com, the sharp action report, where things are coming in, how lines are moving for both college and the NFL, how did they fare tonight. With the Browns getting the win. I do believe there was a middle out there, so it might not have been ideal. Uh, so we will talk to Chris Andrews coming up at the top of the hour. Hey, shout out, UNLV. Great stop on fourth down. Fourth and one, leading seven to three, as six point dogs at home against San Jose State. So big third and one here for the Rebels. Uh, under a minute to go. We'll see if they can get it. Have covered the last two games Fresno State and Utah State. And a nice pickup nice. there. Oh, let's see. Let's see if the Rebs can get a
4: nice win this at home tonight. This would be great. Tonight. This would be
3: great. Wouldn't it be better if you had a ticket? It would be better if I had a ticket. Yeah. Maybe I could join in live. We'll see what the uh, we'll see what the odds are. Yeah, but uh, good <laughs> good start for UNLV. Seven three lead. Big stop defensively, and uh, the Rebels zero six on the year. This would be great for them to uh, to get a win at home. Uh, You know, the only thing I don't like
4: about this game is a lot of places, this is the only game on, football-wise. And unless you look at the middle of the field right there, it says UNLV, you have no idea who's playing in the black tops with the white pants. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we know because we're watching specifically for UNLV, but I wish they would, when they have these chances to kind of market and brand, that they wear more of a traditional uniform. So that someone that was sitting at the bar that didn't have the, the volume on could just glance up and, oh, yeah, that looks like, you know, from UNLV football.
3: You know, I, you know, what I love I love late night college football and, uh, you know, it's great. Uh, we don't get any of them this weekend. So,
4: yeah, the last game starts four thirty 30 our time, right?
3: Yeah, there's a Hawaii game at nine Pacific, but it's also not on television. Oh, boy. Uh, but. Uh, end of the first quarter, UNLV, 7-3 lead. Right. Good job, UNLV. That's right. Um, that first quarter line, if you were wondering, they were a half-point underdog. Total was 10.
4: Boom. Land Good for seven. them. <laughs> Do you think they stormed the field if they win tonight? I mean, the first win of the I season. I don't
3: know why it uh, would know. I mean, our our producer sitting in for Aaron. <laughs> he, he just said something that's not very nice, and I'm not going to uh, – he doesn't believe there are many fans at this game. Well,
4: again, it's unfair. How I many what's the undergrad enrollment at UNLV any given year around what? 10, 10 11,000 probably.
3: 25,862.
4: Right. So, and how many seats are in Allegiant? Uh, more than that. What about it's got to be 70, right? Yeah, 60-70. So, if every student, uh, every student came grade. to the game, it's still it's not even half Full. That's the only issue. And, I, and, you know, USF deals with that down in Tampa. Like, granted, they're a much larger university. You know, they have enough students that if everyone came, you know, it'd be a significant crowd. But right. when you play in that big of a stadium and you aren't, like, filled with tradition and history, you know, it's tough to create an edge, you know, through your home field environment. So it's, it's, it's great on one end because it's a beautiful facility. NFL, NFL stadium. Yeah, but on the other end, there is no home field advantage. Well, the other Malaysia.
3: the other uh, spot that they played at is
4: not a yeah. Nobody was it Sam Boyd or, oh, or yeah. something. Oh yeah, it is yeah.
3: way out there. If anyone's ever been to Sam Boyd, it is way.
4: Is that still there?
3: Yeah. Oh. Last
4: year, who was it? New Mexico played. We should go down game. there one day and just take some pictures. Sure. Yeah.
3: I did a, uh, I helped out a buddy of mine last December. He was calling. New Mexico against Wyoming on CBS Sports He's Network. Spotter for That was his spotter, yeah. and uh, it was uh, it was weird. It was great to see live sports. That was my first live sporting event. There was no one in in the stands. It was an yeah. empty uh, stadium because New Mexico State of New Mexico didn't allow New Mexico to play games or practice, so they were living in Henderson mm. and playing their games at Sam Boyd, uh, and they won that game. They beat Wyoming that particular day. So. Um, I don't know how we got on that tangent. That's what we tend to do on this show. All right, Dodgers, 11-2 win tonight. It's over, Sean. It finally. is over, finally. I'm out of my Mercifully, misery. yes. Yeah. Me and you were not on the right side on this one. We had a couple bets that came home tonight. We should have just took the over. <laughs> that would have been the <laughs> if safer ifs buts play. If and were candy and nuts, the world would be a better place.
4: But we would have hit it without even intentionally hitting it because with the Dodgers using a bullpen game, the Braves have been – Get into that bullpen a little bit. We would have thought that the eleven would have been on the Atlanta side, you know. But a red flag should, to me should have been in his first start in this series. Even though he only gave up, I think two earned runs. Max Free gave that up hit eight a little hits. Bit. Yeah. yeah, so you, eventually, you know, those balls will start, you know, finding grass, and, and that turns into to more runners. But Braves, but two games to close it out, huh? Two games to close it out. I wouldn't want to be in a game seven. It's the Dodgers, so whatever they have, they need to throw the kitchen sink at the Dodgers.
3: Look, I'm not going to say it's over because that would be foolish because they have to win one at home, and the Dodgers have to win two.
4: Have they posted the
3: odds yet? The uh, Westgate? Westgate has posted Dodgers minus 170 for game six. Oh goodness. Max Scherzer's pitching. I mean, they were so more able than to what today was. bridge that gap. Oh, yeah, today – Uh, The Dodgers closed minus 128 here at Circa. Money just kept steaming in on Atlanta, and I was part of it. Understand? I mean, Max Freed on the hill against Joe Kelly, who, by the way, couldn't get out of the first inning. He gets hurt, and you're feeling great. And the Braves didn't score another run, and then the Dodgers get red hot. Chris Taylor hits three home runs, and now you're starting to think, oh, man, here we go. This is going to be – this is – the Dodgers were, I I bet you there are a lot of Braves fans out there right now, Wyatt, our producer, being one of them. It probably is thinking, oh boy, now we get to go home, that's great. Get right. the chop and the oh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you got Max Scherzer and you got Walker Bueller waiting. Now they were able to get to Walker Bueller already in this series, the last game. So it's not impossible, and especially, you know, we already, I think as a collective at least a lot of the the discussions, Sean, out there where they blew that 5-2 lead, they're done. You know, that is, it's over now. This series is going to flip. And then what did the Braves do? They won the next game going away. They obliterated them. So, I I don't know what to think in this series.
4: Stay in the same sport, switching games. Yep. Because tomorrow we have the Red Sox traveling to Houston. Yep. Take all the roll quarters you have in your house and take the Red Sox. On the run line. Yeah. Yep. No way. Nathan avaldi pitches a mediocre game for the fourth game in a row. He's going to come out electric. Red Sox win tomorrow by a score of seven to two.
3: You're going to go, and again, that would be another over too. The overs have come home in oh. every game in this series. Five and zero oh to the over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the total is right now eight and a half. You can find eight and a half. So it's actually nine. Juice to the under here at circa, but eight and a half. I mean, obviously, if you can get an eight and a half and you like the over, go get the eight and a
4: half. Take the Red Sox plus the 155 on the run line. I'm just telling you.
3: So what is it about the Red Sox?
4: Nathan on called the run Nathan line? called me tonight. Oh, he did? Yep. Good friends with him? Uh, Do you
3: have a conference call with him and Dearness Johnson?
4: I've seen him on TV before. <laughs> so it looked like when I was talking about him, he looked at me. So I was like, okay, we buddies now. No, well, I'm just telling you. Sometimes you know you you put one and one together and it equals 2 perfectly. Take the Red Sox tomorrow on the run line.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because here if you're looking at the spreads, here at Circa, uh the Red Sox are slight favorites, -106. So, you then can play them on the run line, but at, you know, the South Point, they're a dog, so the run line then right. goes to Houston. So, if you if like a
4: the dog, just take them straight. Yeah, but they'll win by at but, least three runs, probably four or five tomorrow.
3: Yeah, plus one fifty here at Circa uh, is uh, is the are the are the Red Sox. They're going
4: to hit Luis Garcia like he's pitching underhand. All right. Yep. And Kiki, we trust.
3: There you go. Well, that game will be on during uh, during our show tomorrow night. So we will. Uh, you will be on the Red Sox on the run line. Yes, I will. With that big smile there. Woo! Just like your guy, Dearness Johnson, taking care of business.
4: You saw my note I sent him. I did. (laughs) I did.
3: 17 to 14. The Browns, they take care of business. They win tonight. They cover the closing number of two. Uh, That thing, I think, got as low as one in some spots, Sean. I
4: I had it at one and a half. In favor of the Broncos? Yeah. Yeah. So plus one and a half, but hey, didn't matter. I needed the plus three and a half. That existed before Baker was ruled out.
3: Teasers are still alive, thankfully. Portland Sutton, he goes over on his props, thankfully. Under hits. Chris Andrews will have everything graded out for us. How did the books fare on this result? A three-point Browns win. And what about this weekend? Where's some of that sharp action coming in? That's Sean. I'm Tim. It is the Nightcap here on Beeson. Chris Andrews coming up next right here on the Nightcap.